be running in my mind reading When you walking by me, I just wanna replay You taking me over The way you looking over my shoulder So baby, come ride with the soldier Nah, nah, nah I'ma take you down Good morning, you're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show on WNHH LP 103.5 FM Good morning everyone, good morning It's really a pleasure, Kai's Kai's coming in to join us, Ms. Kai Perry, have a seat Kai And Hillary Bridges is here, you just heard from Zach Carroll And Zach's a student, uh, I, I, should, I could say my student, I, I'm teaching part time at Gateway Community College, uh, Fundamentals of Communication and um, Public Speaking. And I say my stu- student, Zach Carlin, but he's really not, I don't own Zach. Um, and really, my teaching approach is a co-learner, co, um, really just co-participant and just co-experiencing what the, t- what the, the, the fundamental issue of communi- communications is. And that kind of definition varies. So I wanted to kind of spotlight Zach today and again we're going to chat with uh hillary bridges and kai perry uh but zach carolyn we're going to also take a break around 25 minutes from now and hear some more of him and we're going to close out uh just mentioned to hillary before we start went went on went, went on facebook live that in terms of public speaking um the the the, the young the, the younger generation genre of music i don't, don't even want to characterize it as as uh, as rap or or spoken word it's really just the free expression of their spirit it's something that, that that's that's part of that's a key part of our communication these days so th- a shout out to zach appreciate his uh uh sharing his talents and look and zach if you're listening i'll see you tomorrow class at, at 3 15 do not be late so hillary and kai good morning good morning how's everybody good morning good morning, good morning. Good. I, I was just mentioning kai to hillary that uh uh life is just i've had people have, have had some guests that have had uh Blown out tires on the way down here. Reverend uh, Streets had a had a family issue. Uh, uh, just li- life goes on. You know, life li- life is life. Absolutely. And so, just I just really appreciate you. Even traffic and parking, just the the the, the, the normal things of life. So I really appreciate you guys uh, kind of arriving on time. And again, this is the Tom Ficklin show, and and uh, Hillary Bridges and Kai Perry are with us. The theme of the show this past since January, really for the for this year is social justice, social change. And what does that mean? Sometimes we hear those terms in a very colloquial, even stereotypical standpoint, but there are people that are, that these words, social justice, social change have real meaning, not only real meaning, but real purpose, not only real purpose, but real passion. So we have two folks in front of me, Hillary Bridges and Kai Perry that are really investing their life and their soul. Well, I won't speak for you, but they're investing time. Let's just say, say time. They're investing time on how can they impact and bring meaning not only today but in the future to these words of social justice, social change in terms of their energy, in terms of their investment. Kaiza, uh, you're paying something to go to, to UConn, I presume. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, paying something. I mean, I've been I've been fortunate to have most of it paid for, but still, yeah, yeah and, Kai, something. And Kai's working on her doctorate, sure. and and again, what I like mm. to do for the show, Kai and Hillary, is kind of weave in as you give your answers, if you so choose. You know your educational experience, where you're, where you're working, where you, where you might hope to work. Um, the thing is, for the show, most people realize that whoever I have on the show, people are the guests are credible. I mean, that, that you, you guys are that, that my guests are credible. If there's anything that I like people to talk about the Tom Ficklin show is that the, the guests are credible. That meaning that they have integrity, 
They're they're honest. They're transparent, and they're and they're really committed. So so let's just jump in uh, in terms of Hillary and and Kai in terms of what's keeping you involved this morning. What made you kind of feel that it's worth your time to kind of be here and, and to share with our audience who who would like to. Should I go with age or beauty or? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I, yeah, flip a I, coin. Don't, I don't want to dare you to go with either of those. <laughs> uh, right. So get me off the hook. One of you guys jump yeah. in. Get um, me off okay, the hook. I'll, I'll jump in. All right. um, so I'm really happy to be here. This is the Hillary. Um, Hillary yeah, this Hillary is Hillary Bridges. Bridges. Um, it's my first time ever on radio. You're baptized. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. thank you. Welcome. Um, so I'm excited to be here just to to share, I guess, some of the work that I'm I'm doing and also also learn through this process. Um, so my name is Hillary Bridges and I uh, am the founder and also executive director of Telling Our Story. Um, and Telling Our Story, is an, it's an after school program um, for young black people, young black students and teaching black history, teaching American history that is mm. left out of our education system. Mm. Um, and yeah, and so that's taking place in three high schools in New Haven right now. It, at Common Ground, at Metro, um, Metropolitan Business mm-hmm. Academy, and at Hill House. Tremendous. Yep. And so it's it's once at each school, like per week. Great. Yeah. We're going, so we're going to unpack that over the next 35 or so minutes or so. Kai, would you like to uh, sure, don't, so, don't leave us hanging, you know what no, I mean? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm right here. So I'm Kai Perry, and um, I, mean, I wear several hats, but I guess what brings me here today is probably... Um, my student hat more so. So I am a doctoral student at University of Connecticut studying counseling psychology and counselor education. And I focus um, my dissertation research and my research interests in general really focused around um, racial identity development and mm. right now, particularly black identity mm. um, in the urban school context. Um, and uh, I mean, really, okay. All right. Okay, good. I can leave it there. For yeah, now. yeah. Leave, leave, leave <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, it's my job to drill down, you know, right, to unpack, right. to provoke, to stimulate, and right. you know, sometimes I succeed, sometimes I don't. But just what you guys have just mentioned so far is just, just so, so incredible because this is 2017, and some people would say we could be having this show in 1950, in 1970, mm-hmm. 1980, and I don't want to be uh, uh, despondent or or depressed or sad or or pessimistic. But it does seem that this might be, well, There's every moment is a historical moment. But what's cooking for 2017, Hillary and Kai, to kind of cause you, in your case, uh, Kai, uh, in your, your case too, Hillary, that you've been on this path for a while. But what kind of stimulated your journey and what kind of impact do you hope you, are you looking forward to have either now or in the future? Mm. So in terms of the genesis of, of what, yeah. you know, the, your, your, your revelation, your birth, your, the idea, the trigger, and then how does that kind of help you with your journey and, and how yeah. do you see the impact? So um, this is Hillary. Um, so what I, I think I started working on telling our story about two and a half years ago. So um, that was before the um, Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. which has I've seen a major shift in like the world and culture, everything since then. But what had me start working on it was I so I grew up outside of Philadelphia in the in white, wealthy suburbs and. Um, I just, I, there were so many things about my history and about mm. myself that I didn't know. I really, mm-hmm. I really had a lot of self hate. I really wanted to be white. Mm. These are, these are the kinds of things that mm-hmm. were coming up for me at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, so I was growing up in the suburb and I would go into Philadelphia and just wonder why people who looked like me, there was such a divide between me, mm. especially socioeconomically, mm-hmm. um, between my neighborhood and neighborhoods I was seeing in Philadelphia. 
And at some point, I many years later, even after I went to college, I didn't I did not get woke in college at all. I was still sleeping. Um, I moved in with my grandparents in Philadelphia and I started to really, really question this. Like, mm. what is this racial wealth divide that I'm seeing? Why is mm-hmm. this there? So I picked up a book about the city of Philadelphia and I learned about redlining. Mm. And I was like, why did I never learn this history mm-hmm. in school? And I was outraged and I just was thinking, this is unacceptable. We have to be learning about these mm. things in school because, um, and this speaks to a lot of the work that Kai does, but um, when you don't learn about the advantages that white people have had, it is easy to feel that you are inferior. Yeah. I, I, I can speak for myself. I mean, that's mm-hmm, true with mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. and um, and all the benefits and the portrayals of white people in the media. And so I just started learning all the lies and the myths and everything like that yes, and, yes. and thinking we must correct this. So um, so that's what brought me to create. Telling yes, our story. yes. And just Hillary, if I might, just for you to share that in publicly, your, your personal journey and to be so transparent. That's what really gets it just it just excites me to be here. To have that's people. what attracted me is, to is Hillary. That, that that's something? why I think we became <laughs> friends sort of instantly when yes, we met. Yes, 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 yeah. And and I think my story, um, I don't know. I might be reaching a little bit, but I think Hillary has said in one way or another that she's a little envious of my story because it's so mm-hmm. different. Um, but it's kind of brought us to the same place. Yes, um, yes, yes. And the fact mm-hmm. that. I was, you know, raised by, you know, really highly educated, highly, you know, involved in the black community by my parents, Mm -hmm. um, both parents, and really was raised to be super proud, you know, of being black. Like my father is one of the founders of ethnic studies and my mom was a professor of um, African-American literature, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so I was raised to be really proud of who I was, but still I went to schools where that was not embraced. Mm. Um, mm. Not by the mm. black kids, mm. not by the white kids. I felt like I wasn't black enough for the black kids and I wasn't mm. white enough for out. the white See? kids. And I didn't understand that because I was just so proud to be who I was, yes. and, you know, and wanting to be friends with everyone, black, white. And I think that's what brought me to this work is that, you know, how can we. And then I think I under underachieved I think mm. a lot mm. has to do mm because of that because i did not enjoy school mm-hmm. i didn't want to go to school i liked learning but i didn't like the whole social environment at all um i, I was a swimmer as well so hmm. uh, you know another white dominated Cut it sport. Out. um we're al- so- we were allowed to swim back then <laughs> <laughs> okay. right i mean right. there was three of us in the state okay, okay. Right. <laughs> my dad called us the three black dots um, uh-huh. but <laughs> in a sea of white folks that's what he used to say but um going through that experience and thinking like, wow, what if school was fun for me? You know, I probably would have done better, tried harder. Mm. I didn't, wasn't, I didn't want to prove, you know, my teachers wrong or prove my teachers right. I didn't, I just wanted to be in school Mm -hmm. and just enjoy Mm -hmm. it. And so that brings me to the, why I'm doing the work I'm doing today is because if we can embrace, if schools can embrace students, multitudes of identities mm-hmm. um and specifically in my case black identity mm-hmm. and um and not just by curriculum you know and that's mm-hmm. why i think it's important the work that hillary is doing is is crucial but it goes far beyond curriculum mm-hmm. it's a culture mm-hmm. that we need mm-hmm. to create mm-hmm. in these schools mm-hmm. um a culture that you know, where the teachers uh, you know, right. have their mindsets are, are being changed mm-hmm. um, They where they hold high expectations for black students um, where the administrators mm. do the same. And so then I think we could maybe 
start to take with that, with those kind of changes, we can maybe make some changes um, with the whole opportunity gap and the achievement gap. I really do think. Boy, it's this uh, again, you're listening to the Tom Ficklin show and have the pleasure of having Hillary and Hillary Bridges and Kai Perry here. And actually it's fun to have two folks cause I don't have to talk as much as last <laughs> as with one-on-one. Uh, and just to kind of have the mind meld among the three of us, we hear so, so much about uh, oh, achievement gaps or opportunity gaps or, even students being depressed in school. I, I was mentioning Kai that teaching at, at Gateway, I've kind of, there's a lot of stereotypes about a community college student and the demographics of community colleges, but, but to see their, um, to see them articulate their, their, their quest and their, I won't say trauma, but just the, 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 the issues that they're, they're confronting, whether they're black, white, red, green, yellow is really, really, really been fascinating. So you're at this three, three schools again, that you're, you're having an impact. Yeah. Um, Metropolitan Business Academy. Mm-hmm. Hill House and and Common Ground. And we we just got started. So okay, all right. We're like well, totally at the beginning of so, it. So so you're late. So but tell us about your laying the found. The, tell us about how you're late. Yeah. Even in terms of innovation and creativity and starting something. Yeah. That genesis is people don't understand how mm. important that is to kind of plant those seeds. Yeah. So you can talk about the process of starting or what you hope to accomplish or how you've kind of uh, managed to really get folks to open the door to you mm-hmm. rather than slam it. Yeah, so I can explain that. And, mm-hmm. and one thing I, I just wanted to add quickly about my story, because I always say, you know, I grew up, grew up and similarly with Kai, we were in a lot of white environments. Mm-hmm. And I just want to emphasize that even for black, you know, young people who, who don't grow up in white environments, yes. you are growing up in a white supremacist mm-hmm. environment. And mm-hmm. so even if you're not... So say that again. Say so that for again. me, it's like, you know, because I used to wonder, well, you know, I had this unique experience, but actually just because I was physically surrounded by a bunch of white people, mm-hmm. we all, even black kids growing up, you know, in New Haven, going, if they go to a majority black school are still growing up surrounded mm. by white supremacy, mm. white culture, white history, white, you know, dominated mm-hmm. history. And so to a certain extent, it matters if you grow up, you know, saturated in that environment, but in another way, it also doesn't because you're getting the same messages and the same media and mm. everything like that. So, so, so your intervention helps to balance out or, or new, not, if not neutralized or. So that's what I'm hoping. So it's talking about startup. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, you have a vision and you have all these things Visions you want to do. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like way more complicated than that. Um, but it, so I started, I started this about two and a half years ago. So mm-hmm. it started with an idea and then I had all these different ideas of maybe it'll be a documentary and maybe it'll be a, you know, this kind of class and maybe it'll be, it'll be that. And then, as the years go, it's like, you know, I, I so I did a pilot program a year good, ago. Good, good, Yeah, I did good, a pilot program good. at the library downtown in New Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, telling our yeah, stories. Yes, telling, exactly. And so, and Kai, Kai came to that. Um, mm-hmm. And that was for, for two for two reasons. One, to have confidence in myself that I was doing what I said I mm-hmm, was going to mm-hmm, do, you know? Mm-hmm. Self-fulfillment, yes. Yeah, because you have to, you know, you have to do that and then also to try it out see if there was interest yes um yes, and to test so your, to, to test your product yes. exactly have to test it and then the other thing i, I want to say is that n- i sent out all these like flyers and emails and all this stuff and only one person came as a result of that i mean this probably went out to hundreds of people yes. right so that's a failure you know it was a huge failure you send all these things one person comes as a result however there were students in the library already there to play video games yes 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 and i was like hey can i you know sort of do this program on you uh-huh. and they were like uh you have food so i mean you know uh-huh, all right uh-huh. and luckily they continued to show up every there you week go. there you go and so See? i just like there's a lot of i've had a lot of failures lo- along the way uh for example at hill house <laughs> first day 
no students showed up. Um, and so, you know, anyone out there listening who, you know, has students at Hill House who they would like to attend, please let me know. Um, what, 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 what days are you there, by the way? Uh, we're at Hill House on Tuesdays after school. Okay. Common Ground, we're at after school on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And Metro, we're there after school on Fridays. Perfect, perfect. So right now at Common Ground and at Metro, we have a pretty, you know, good crew. Actually, okay. but then at Hill House, I, you know, with pizza, you can do, do a lot of things. That's right. So I was able to find some students who were like, okay, yeah, we'll come, you have pizza. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they were totally engaged. They're awesome. Like amazing, amazing students, amazing young people. So, um, yeah, so every, every, and then I, you know, I had to hire my first people like, who are, who I'm so lucky are amazing and manage a team. So all of it is me like learning and failing and being scared all the yeah, time. Yeah, and people <laughs> talk about even just starting your, your, when I say business, I'm not being, being judgmental, but your, your business, your innovation, yeah. your creativity to start something and to sustain it. That's, that's, it takes, takes energy and commitment yeah. and to be creative to know what that, that an audience might even be, be in front of you. You might not even recognize it. Yeah. Uh, Kai, I know you're looking at your, at your portal. What, 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 what thoughts do you have down there? You have your, have your tablet. I'm just and, listening to, you know, to Hillary, but I was, I, yeah, I just brought some notes. Good. Um, good. You know, on the research I'm doing with racial identity development, mm-hmm. um, really what I'm trying to figure out is the connection between achievement kind of, we call it in the academic world, achievement ideology and racial identity. Say that again. So I love, love these big words. Go ideology ahead. ideology and racial identity. Uh-huh. You know, the idea is that you have in your mind about how uh, your ability to achieve, yes. right? Your self-efficacy, your mm-hmm. academic self-efficacy and what connection that may have with your racial identity. Hmm. Um, and there's multiple theories out there. Um, I mean, there's theories that say for, you know, black kids who are really proud to be black, actually rebel and don't do as well in school because they're uh, rebelling against this uh-huh. mainstream, you know, mm, achievement mm, ideology mm, that mm. Hillary was just talking mm-hmm, about, this mm-hmm. mainstream westernized education system, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then there's other theories that say, no, these kids who feel proud about themselves feel, you know, capable, you know, and that does... Um, that huh. does give them the energy to, you know, sustain and do well academically. And so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, that's the research I'm hoping yes. to do. Um, and also the gap in the literature is really, they do a lot of this work in suburban schools mm-hmm. where there's, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that must just be an assumption that black kids who are in a suburban school where they're the minority must have a harder time dealing Mm -hmm. with their racial identity development than black kids in urban schools where they're the majority. And with my experience working in public schools for the last eight, nine years, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's so not true. Mm -hmm. I've been in predominantly black schools here in New Haven and had a black student. I always share the story who got up to do a presentation and said, miss, I can't do this. I'm black. Mm. 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 and all the other black mm. kids laughed and thought it, you know mm-hmm. thought it was funny mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. no mm. i don't i think it's just as a um big of an issue in urban um public schools as it um as racial identity is in in suburban help, schools help us thanks for sharing that kai help us mm-hmm. to to drill down in terms of the phd program are you have you identified your 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 thesis the, your, yeah, your dissertation. Thesis, your, your dissertation topic mm-hmm. yet? Yes. Or do so you that, have advisors? That is my and, topic. It's um, it's black identity in urban schools, uh, mm. black identity development, urban and um, and self efficacy. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm looking at the connection between those two. And and folks underestimate when you I shouldn't say underestimate they. I've talked to folks that have secured their PhD or are working on that that journey, and and the time frame can be. 
three to ten years. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the range <laughs> the, the range is incredible. <laughs> yes. So it's not to be Got dismissed when to, to to embark on this. And then in terms of cost and time and just how life is spiraling out of control, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when will you think? When will you have to defend? In two years, do you think you'll have to defend your district? Well, I was hoping to have defended um, this year, uh, like, like in so, the fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and that did not happen. Yeah, because um, <laughs> so, and this is my fourth year in the program. Yes. Um, so part of me tells me myself, oh, you know, it's not too much longer to go. But so, yeah, um, you're in the, like the sixth inning, six, six inning, seventh uh, yeah, inning, perhaps. I finished my coursework. See? Um, I've started um, my dissertation in the literature review. Mm-hmm. I've identified the topic. I've created a committee. I just have to now do it and yes. finish it. Good, I mean, it's good, interesting good, about the good. dissertation process is that there's really usually not anyone pushing you at that point. This, it's all on it's, you. It's, it's on you. Right, it's on you. Right. And like you said, life. and Yeah. So, so Hillary, we're going to have uh, Kai back after she's she's succeeded in her mm-hmm. defense. And I use that <laughs> word defend. People don't really realize that you can do all that work and then have a committee of four or five people that might say, no, this stuff doesn't smell right exactly mm-hmm. this this stuff in spite of your that your this stuff does not smell smell right so the it's not and, and talk about academic hurdles and, and achievement and we know about the implicit and explicit bias even perhaps in some of your the, the people that are kind of uh, that you that are judging mm-hmm. your, your work so it and particularly on this topic where where you say there's a gap in the literature and people that are that are so-called that have their doctorates uh Mm-hmm. have been trained in one way to see reality and you've you've seen a seen a certain so the, the the tension so i'm just trying to say just hang in there you're coming back we're going, we're going to have a defense a defense party and uh, <laughs> uh as a, like that yeah absolutely absolutely and hillary what can we what can we do kai myself and our listeners to not necessarily encourage you but just telling our stories and and impacting the after school program and obviously we obviously hope that you're kind of planting some seeds where Students, parents, teachers, administrators will see the need to incorporate your your effort twenty four seven three sixty five in the actual day to day school system. But yeah. but until that happens, just kind of t- talk to us a little bit about. Uh, yeah, um, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, this shouldn't have to be an after school program. Um, this should be, and you know, there should be a committee putting together something that is happening during the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that is definitely a big goal. Right now. Um, Definitely identifying students at these schools who you think who may not be a part of it, who mm-hmm. you think should be a part of it. Um, but then I, it's going to in order to get it during the school day uh, and also well, in order to get this program during the school day, it's going to take a lot of community work and, and yes. community desire, yes. and, uh, community organizing. And so that is something that it's going to take everybody indeed doing, you know, indeed. to call for this. Indeed. Um, and then I, and beyond this, um, in general, I am really passionate about having a, a class on the history of race mm. like that. Mm. And it's, it's absurd mm. that that's not a part of our curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so, because this, this program is for black students. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's every student in the United States should have this. I mean, we indeed. talk a lot about today talking about 2017 indeed. and, indeed. The election and the divides in our country you know we talk about like the race race divide and it's just absurd that at no point in our curriculum are we learning you know we all know that race is a construct okay maybe i think a lot of us know that why aren't we learning about when it was mm. constructed i mean mm. it's, i think it's absolutely mm. ridiculous mm. so mm. so that's a new thing that i've been really thinking about and i like that yeah and like getting that. it during the day uh but 
you know other other things are we would like to bring it to other schools good good yeah, good a portable model yes yeah the, fra- the hillary franchise the, yeah the tso I mean, show <laughs> the yeah. tso network yeah 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 it, i mean we would we would really love to do that and and then funding is is a reality for mm-hmm. that uh we we were lucky to get a grant from the william casper grousein mm-hmm. memorial fund mm-hmm. um, shout out to them yes and mm-hmm. so that was tremendously that's the you know reason we were really able to Excellent. just launch Excellent. and Excellent. try it out this year. Excellent. Um, but we just want to get community buzz about this issue in general. Well, and hopefully this show can help with that. Yeah, and just uh-huh. hear from mm-hmm. hear from adults too. What didn't you learn that you learned later that you're that you're outraged about? That's what the key, are these things? Because I mean, so, t- technically, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there could be some parents that might be available after school in that three to five. You're right. 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. period. Are they invited to come if they so choose? Definitely. Or? Definitely. As long as we are very against adultism and okay. ageism. And so we like it that young people get to share their voices. Indeed. And Indeed. that their voices are heard. Indeed. So that's Indeed. really one thing that can happen sometimes when adults are in the room. Oh, good point. But good yes, point. adults, um, especially, you know, parents, as we said, it's a black space, but are mm-hmm. very, very welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry, let's go to maybe like 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds of of uh, Zach Carroll, and I promised Zach that we would kind of promote him because as both of you were speaking and promoting our youth and kind of s- saluting our youth is something that really is key is whenever we have the opportunity. And, and Zach uh, is a student at Gateway Community College from Wallingford. And uh, Google Zach Carlin, and he has a really tremendous clip on SoundCloud that I think you might like. Baby, you be running in my mind, When you walking by me, I just want to Taking me over the way you looking over my shoulder. So, baby, come ride with the soldier. Nah, nah, nah. I'ma take it down, down, down with me. Gotta love you, nah, nah, nah. With me, nah, 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 nah. No, you wanna spot out the slow with me. Only your problems, I'ma go solve them. Come with me, baby, I know we be ballin'. Late night, I'm crawling. Why is you stalling? But I'm here every time to catch when you fallin'. Just let me love you, I think you so special. Special to me, you're gonna get in the morning, so try to come let go with me, let go with me, baby. Girl, I need you now, need you now. You're the only thing I've been thinking about. Girl, I need you now. Stop everything you're doing and come see me now, like oh hell. Oh, oh, oh. I've been hurt before, don't play. Something about you make me wanna stay Cause you could do me so good, make me feel so right Keep me going and going all night, nah, nah Come and get down, down, down with me Gotta love me now, now, now with me Nah, nah, nah Don't got to rush into things with me I would do anything for you Girl, I just cannot ignore you Forget everybody else, baby Don't care about no one before you let me love you, I think you're so special to me, special to me You're gonna get in the forest, so try to come let go with me, let go with me, baby Girl, I need you now, need you now You're the only thing I've been thinking about Girl, I need you now, stop everything you're doing And come seek me now, like, oh Girl, I don't want 
take you to the keys and we gon' spit down It's like that one day, it's gon' be like that So fly away, yeah One day it's gon' be like that So fly away, fly away, yeah That was Need You Now. You're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM. Harry, thank you so much. We took a little break, and Hillary, if I might ask that you share with everyone, they might have seen you on Facebook, leave the room and come back, and you went for your smoothie. Yeah. The reason I don't want to make this public is that I was literally thinking about this this morning, that we all have our sense of personal accountability, and then we all have our sense of how we want to impact the external world but to have your personal accountability, your, your health, you are perhaps the only one that can really self, you're in key control of which, what your health is and your personal accountability. If you do want to be involved with social change, social justice, whatever that means, you have to really be personally accountable for, for your health. I'm, I'm not, not just speaking to you. I'm speaking actually to, to myself also <laughs> that, that the record be, be clear. So I appreciate your, your yeah. mission. And, and so were there blueberries or strawberries in your, I, know, yeah, so- I, I saw it was a, yeah, it's um, it's it's a bunch of different berries: blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, bananas, flax seeds, and then I usually have some sunflower seed butter. And I, a lot of people put green things in their smoothie. Sometimes I put carrots in there because it's still sweet. I might put some spinach in there, but I kind of like to leave my smoothies as a treat. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't put that in as much. And I actually just read an article today or yesterday about the fact that it's not the it's okay. You know, it's not that people are eating too much junk. I mean, they are, but. It's more important what they're not eating, actually. Mm, so mm, people, if people mm. continue to eat junk, but then added in, you know, greens and added mm-hmm. in seeds and nuts and berries, whatever, yes, that would have a huge impact on on ca- cardiovascular disease and um, people, you know, having heart attacks. That's what I read. Yes. It's oh, what people are not I discriminate. Eating. I eat everything. <laughs> yeah, it's what people are not. I mean, they're, no, they're no yeah, I mean, I, like my my dad is actually a heart surgeon, so I don't want to become the, like I don't know anything about this yes. at all. Yes, but um, shout but, out to dad. Yes, yeah, shout out to him. But so that's what I I read is that cardiovascular disease and heart heart attacks are are a lot. It's definitely diet related. Mm-hmm, a lot of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what people are not have what mm-hmm. people do not have in their mm-hmm. diet. And and again the, the theme of this show is social justice, social change. We hear this about this thing about food justice and what that implies. Mm-hmm. But still to be selective and to understand that you can be somewhat in control, uh, not not totally, but at least somewhat in, in terms of the discipline of, of your intake and that we, we hear the theory about food being medicine. So it's something to really worth it looking yeah. to. So thanks thanks for sharing that. And don't put green things in your smoothie if you don't want to just put fruit. That's yeah, indeed good. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Awesome. Okay, so I just want to take an opportunity to, so like I was telling you, I do wear multiple hats. So I'm a student, but I'm also really involved in the community in a couple ways. And one of them is through my sorority, mm-hmm. um, Delta Sigma Theta sorority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Established in 1913 at Howard University <laughs> by 22 women. Okay. I could go on and on and on. Um, but uh, we are really, uh, at New Haven, we have a really active small chapter 
New Haven alumni chapter. And I am the proud social action chair. And actually, I was kind of voluntold into this position. (laughs) Um, Voluntold. (laughs) Yes, I was like, no, I'm working on my dissertation. I'm busy. Uh, I don't have time. But they're like, oh, we'll help you out. We'll help you out. We need a social action chair this year. So um, and when we first were meeting, we were like, oh, okay, what should we do? We should do some like regular community conversations, give people. An, and this is before the election. Mm-hmm. This is before we were just kind of thinking, you know, what issues were important to the community at the time. At the time, we were thinking a lot about racial profiling. Mm-hmm. Um, we were thinking about the um, school to prison pipeline and reentry um, issues. Um, uh, we were thinking about human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and th- violence and th- against th- women today is the wear red hmm? monday today is the, and the today, wear. yes i'm wearing red because it's monday to um um because we're still waiting on our nigerian girls to get back home mm-hmm. a lot of them have come back home but so um deltas wear red on mondays mm-hmm. just to uh, promote that message and that you know we're going to keep wearing it until all of those girls return home so um but anyway so here we were trying to plan all of these different activities and boom the election mm-hmm I, I'm embarrassed to say I was surprised, but I was surprised. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, um, sure, sure. My brother, who's a politician, he's like, well, you shouldn't have been surprised, you know. But I, <laughs> Men don't listen to them. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to them. <laughs> but I just really wanted to believe in the good of our of our country Indeed, and our here. world. And mm, I, yes. just, I was naive, I guess. Um, but I was really shocked by that. And we thought as a committee, a social action committee, we've got to do something. Yes. People are devastated. Mm-hmm. People needed some place mm. to go, to talk, to vent, to understand what had just happened. You have to take action, right? Right. And so that's what we did. We planned an event in mm, maybe like 10 days time at the most, seven, mm-hmm. eight days, mm-hmm. something like that. And we had over 200 people come up to Bethel AME Church. Yes, indeed. Um, to talk about and dissect, you know, what mm-hmm. happened in the election um, and to just also just take a deep breath and process and just be together. Yes. Um, and that spiraled into these monthly yeah, conversations. The m- monthly conversations. Yes. And so I'd like to invite anyone listening to our next conversation, which will be Monday, April 4th mm-hmm. at City Hall. Mm-hmm. Every year uh, we do Delta Days at City Hall mm-hmm. and we bring an issue to to um, our city yes. officials. But this year we're continuing the community conversations and just doing it right there at City Hall. And right now we're going to focus on immigration Perfect. That's um, since New Haven's a sanctuary city. Yeah. Ben, so, ben Carson will be here to talk about immigration. <laughs> but no, I'm just, continue, continue, continue. Well, uh, yeah. So we're inviting <laughs> our local officials to let us know what's going on in New Haven. Um, how are we maintaining our sanctuary city status? What can we do as local um, community members to um, make sure we're protecting all of our immigrants? And, and we're interested in not you know a lot of people think that oh immigrants were thinking only about the hispanic community that's so not true indeed um new haven especially in working with the schools we have a, such a rich west indian culture that's right, right. Um, west africa as well yes mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. african caribbean. students mm-hmm. caribbean students mm-hmm. who are also mm-hmm. really impacted by this yes and so um We'll we'll be spending a couple hours together on Monday, April fourth, from um, six to seven thirty. Tremendous. Um, and just as a shout out, people should—I shouldn't say should—I always like the opportunity to remind people that 
April 4th, 1968 takes on a particular meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly the January 15th takes on a particular meaning. But for me, the April 4th state-sanctioned uh, assassination, we should kind of keep that in mind as well in terms of what happened on April 4th in 1968. Um, and it was also a speech that uh, someone brought to my attention by Martin Luther King, um, Vietnam, that he made. Um, and this would be, the, I think, the 50th anniversary of that speech. Sure, sure. And so yeah, yeah, we're going to um, yeah. see if we can tie that in some way to our conversation. Oh, for, for, as sure, well. for sure, for sure. Folks, I mean, there's so many speculations and so many reasons that uh, Martin Luther King was considered the most, one of the most dangerous people on the planet, but certainly the Vietnam speech at Riverside Church and pr- the planning of the Poor People's March, some folks contend really precipitated his, uh, the, the, the concentrated and organized uh, effort to, 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 to kill him and to murder him. Um, so April 4th, it's just a, such an appropriate day, and I really really salute the Deltas. My sister was a Delta, so uh, just really glad to see you guys. Uh, All right. And, uh, Hillary, go for it. We, t- time time is winding down. We, 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 by the way, yeah. we will have you guys back again, the Tom Ficklin Show, Hillary Bridges with, with, with me, Kai Perry. Hillary, if folks want to kind of find out about TSO, the Telling Our Story, yeah. um, how they can contribute, how they can be a part, how they can support, how they can send you good wishes. What's the best way for them to to, to possibly contact you? Um, yeah. So um, let's see. The best way to contact me is. I mean, they can call your agent. I know that. They, yeah. They, they, you know, um, <laughs> oh, my, they can call me. They, okay. Definitely. <laughs> you know, my uh, assistant, you can. No, um, <laughs> uh, you can actually email me directly. Okay, great, so it's, great, it's great. Hillary, H-I-L-L-A-R-Y. Mm-hmm. Um, at telling our story telling dot our us dot, dot us oh, I yes. like that. okay so I like that. hillary you know it's a you know when you're buying domain names yeah like hard that. to find the exact ones that you want um but I, and i also wanted to say at some point you asked me how you know i was able to get into schools and things like that yes it's all community and people and relationships mm-hmm. and so kai for example <laughs> um knew principal worthy at hill Hill Mm -hmm, house yes yes Mm -hmm. glenn exactly and you know i have other i have really good friends who work at common ground and um judy puglisi at um Mm -hmm. metro has been amazing help and my friend who's a teacher there and so just community coming together has is the reason that we've been able to get into these schools so um yeah so just reach out um we're we're like in the our facebook page exists um yeah so telling our story like the facebook page and and connect from there mm-hmm. so perfect perfect yeah. perfect perfect and kai the amistad we were ch- talking yeah. offline about the, the amistad over the years has has had a little bit of a rocky road but things are it's kind of a sail smoothly more sail more sailing more smoothly now and, and so share with us about that yeah so um the amistad discovering amistad is the new organization that purchased the ship and we have been busy raising money um to get her all back ship shape. Um, and and she is, and, um, we might even have, this probably doesn't mean much to you all, but she might even have the four top mist. Um, (laughs) if you didn't see the boat when she was here, uh, last summer, um, right down at long wharf, you'll get another opportunity to, um, to see her in April. Great. She'll be back right here at long wharf. And then, also in New London and in Bridgeport throughout mm. the summer. Mm. Um, and Bridgeport will be part of the Juneteenth celebration. Oh, tremendous, so tremendous, that's going to be exciting. Tremendous. Um, and we'll be rolling out our new school, um, our new education program in the schools in New London and Bridgeport and in New Haven. So, see, so, see, it, so that, it's that, happening. Yeah, that, that all connects. <laughs> we're we're kind of winding down. And again, I want to give you guys like 30 seconds for a last word. But in the Tom Ficklin show, Hillary Bridges, Kai Perry, but freedom, liberation, education, achievement, 
culture. Just we've tried to interweave. We've we've tried to interweave those thoughts in terms of these last forty eight minutes, and we have, we have two two minutes to go, so thirty seconds each. Um, but Amistad, but to conclude on Amistad, and just when you walk down City Hall, or if you see Senke or the statue, or just think about New Haven and think about Amistad, there's something here in the in in the waters. That, that really should stimulate it. And, and if you get depressed, just think of what Sinke and, and, the, and, the, and the other captives mm-hmm. had, had to go through. Mm-hmm. Hillary, last word, and we'll give Kai as well. Um, I, gu- I guess I, I would just encourage people. I think a lot of this work starts with ourselves. So I would really encourage people to just think about your own story. How did your family mm-hmm. come to New Haven? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the warrior stories in your family mm-hmm. when people resisted or rebelled or mm-hmm. did, did things like that? And, and what brought you here? Because if your family was in the South and you're here now, that's an amazing story. Mm. So I would really encourage all of us to just to do some personal reflection. And, Great. Telling, yeah. telling our story. Mm-hmm. I would just echo that. Um, you know, Hillary and I, through the Grostein Foundation, got some practice telling our stories. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that brought us closer together. And sometimes mm-hmm. we underestimate how powerful our stories are. Yes. And I know I do. Yes. Uh, you know, I don't tell everyone mm-hmm. that I sailed here on the Amistad and, and the, and, Obviously, that has so much to do with why I'm studying racial identity, mm-hmm. right? And why I'm involved with the Amistad, why I'm social action chair, right? Because that's my story. Mm. And but by sharing that, I have to remind myself, share it, put it on Facebook, indeed, tell indeed, people indeed, because indeed. it may encourage them to do the same. Excellent. Thank yeah. you, ladies. Thank you. Th- thanks to due to Harry Draws and and uh, Paul Bass and then WNHH. This story of the last 48 minutes will be able to share it widely as well. And we look forward to seeing you next Monday. And Hillary and, and uh, uh, Kai, thank you guys so much for, you. for being thank here. Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. We're going to kind of go out with uh, Zach Carolyn. Let's hear from Zach. when you